Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands? The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury and personality an elegant extension of any celebration occasion it's the perfect escape and meeting place a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion have slow burn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to pass, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. 
Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy, boy I love it, love it yeah. I love it, love it yeah. I love my HBCU And man yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. man. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab To see if my team won a lot If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth But if they won, she tapped uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about yeah. talkin They about. compress the analytic data with your hip-hop If you know them like I know them They gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot yeah. And who's about This is Dr. Cavill inside the HBC Sports Lab With Charles Bishop, Mike Washington, and Brian Fulford See, Mike has got in there, got a little ice cold jacket on. We got Mike in what here. Is, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Brian, how you doing today, man? You see how the boys get down. We apologize. We got folks to be acting up, man. They, they little weather come out there and they think they, they, they cold. I appreciate it. Thanks for bringing me on. Uh, I'm curious where where Mike is. You know, it's like where is that a new segment? Where's Mike? You know that that's a new segment. <laughs> sponsored by uh, sponsored by who knows? We need a new we need a new sponsor for that one, Doc. Yeah, so we call it Freakland Flyer Miles. Where we go? <laughs> that's 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 basically we gonna leave it at that Freakland Flyer mileage. <laughs> uh. Charles, how you doing today, man? I see. You. You just redesigned the room, set up. Okay, what you doing back there, man? You you, you, you back at home and got a little time now. You setting up your man cave? What you the lab working? That's that's what it is. I've had an opportunity to be at home for a little while and, and re reconfiguring the man cave a little bit, but enjoying this time, enjoying uh fact my daughter was back in from school, so uh gonna enjoy this week and uh get prepared for Slack Championship next week. I see the uh, uh, pregame show must be playing well out there. Yeah. This is doing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. People get nervous um, when you get in their pocket. Well, you see it, Paul? Man. You know what to say. Yeah. Is it, man? <laughs> you get into it. Welcome to episode 334 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports. From institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics, 
to facilitate the HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yadavil, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCH 30 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, multi-Hall of Famer in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. As you see, we got the team together as we get ready for this festive holidays. I hope everybody's safe, those that are able to get home, hope you're able to get home. More importantly, those that are able to spend some time with your family and the comfort of your family, you do that if you have lost a loved one um, this past year, and this is the first uh, major holiday uh, that you're getting into. I certainly have prayers um, and make sure that you stay strong. And if you need uh, folks to comfort you, make sure you reach out to them and take care of yourself. Uh, with that being said, you know, holiday, we want to bring people together. We brought another part of the BCSN group team together with Brian Fulford. You know, that's part of that sports rap over there with Brian and AD. We want to make sure that we welcome them into the family correctly. As I said earlier, I hope all is well. We're going to get right into the mix, starting with you, Charles. What is some of the news of the day that you want to get into? Let's jump right into it. The 2022 MEAC Football All-Conference Honors uh, came out uh, today. Uh, North Carolina Central leads the way with seven first-team All-MEAC honorees. Uh, as Miak announced his postseason football honors presented by Town Bay. Howard uh, follows with six first-team honorees, while South Carolina State had five honorees. Let's take a look at Trey Oliver. He was named the coach of the year. But let's take a look at uh, the offensive line of the year was Robert Mitchell, North Carolina Central. Rookie of the year is Marquise Gillis from Delaware State. And, of course, as mentioned, Trey Oliver being the coach of the year. Uh, First-team honorees, Davis Richard, quarterback from North Carolina Central, running back Alfonso Graham from Morgan State, uh, Latrell Collier, running back from North Carolina Central, wide receiver Shaq Davis from South Carolina State, Antoine Murray, uh, wide receiver from Howard, uh, tight end Brennan Brown, my homeboy son, Brennan Brown, uh, tight end from Howard, uh, center Torchelli Simpkins from North Carolina Central, offensive linemen from uh, North Carolina Central, Corey Bullock and Robert Mitchell, also, offensive lineman Anim Danqua from Howard, and offensive lineman Nick Taste from South Carolina State. On the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman Isaiah Williams from Delaware State, Patrick Godbold from South Carolina State, Jevin Jackson and Marcus Brown, both from Howard, Elijah Williams from Morgan State, B.J. Davis from South Carolina State, Tyler Long from Norfolk State, and Brooks Parker are your linebackers from North from Delaware State. The defensive backs, Khalil Baker from North Carolina Central, Ramel Harris-Freeman from Delaware State, Kenny Gallup from Howard, Dwayne Nichols from South Carolina State, Jamie Morton from Morgan State, and the specialist, Matt Noll from Delaware State, place kicker, Adrian Olivo from North Carolina Central, and rounding out is return specialist, Keith Jenkins from Morgan State. So those are your first-team all-MEAC honors. Nice. Shout out to the MEAC as they release this thing, move things forward. Let me go to my buddy Big Mike, as many like to call it. Mike, what you got HBCU news out there from a sporting perspective? What do you want to put on the table? Yeah, you know what? I, I know we were talking football, but let's talk a little volleyball. Uh, so Shivers not dead. I that's known. right. We got to show some love to, show love to, some, to, to some of the ladies. So Florida AM wins the second consecutive SWAC volleyball. Man, you could have saved that for Brian. You know he wanted. He was all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brian, I know <laughs> I know Brian all in it and in his soul. So, and just their second season in the swag. Uh, the FAMU volleyball team became two-time tournament champion after defeating number one Alabama State on this past Sunday. Nobody left All, the door mm-hmm. open for FAMU. Them snakes came in. Yeah, I know. Uh, so FAMU will earn its NCAA tournament opponent and destination at the uh, selection, Division One selection show. The broadcast scheduled for Sunday, November 27th, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, of course, and will be carried on ESPNU. First and second round matches will take place between December 1st, 2nd, and 2nd and 3rd. I mean, it was a Florida A&M sweep, uh, or, you know, I'll say Alabama State sweep, and you talk about postseason honor. So there were, uh, what, 11 ties and six lead changes in the first set alone. That's hard to do in volleyball for those of you that keep up with volleyball. The top two seeds put on quite the show at at, uh, H&PE Arena. Dominique Washington, no kin to Big Mike Washington, nodded the opening frame at 15 all, sparking a 6-2 FAMU run, and the Rattlers were the first to reach 20 points. Oh, by the way, Dominique Washington leads the swag in my favorite statistic of all, kills. Oh, my goodness. She, there's, Dominique, there's Dominique Washington, and then there's Prairie View's Kylie Owens, and then there's the rest of the uh, swack in terms of kills and volleyball. For those of you, please learn that stat if you keep up with volleyball. So the team held a four-point edge, 17-3 at the end of the latter run, but required extra points to claim its second SWAC championship. The scoreboard captured ties at 17, 18, 19, 23, and 24 before Brooklyn Watts killed, that's the stat again, uh, provided the uh, Rattlers with set point. So all tournament team, Alicia Alexander, Bethune-Cookman, Alexis Williams, Jackson State, Calcia uh, <clears throat> uh, Bates, Alabama State, Jada Rhodes, Alabama State, Anila Cobb, Alabama State, Irene Ucar, Florida A&M, Brooke Lynn Watts, Florida A&M, Brooke Hudson, Florida A&M, and Dominique Washington, Florida A&M, and MVP on the all-tournament team, Coach of the Year, uh, Gokham Yilmaz, if I pronounce that right, wrong, I'm sorry, for Florida a and Gokham, Gokham. Gokham, I'm sorry. Thank you for the rattler on the show. I think that I think there's another rattler. <laughs> the, I think there's another rattler in the background, but so congratulations and all honestly to the fan <laughs> volleyball team. Probably yelling in your ear. <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah he probably might secretly cut my mic off, but you know, giving and all love to this this Florida a and Rattler volleyball team. They are truly talented. So congratulations to them. And also to Alabama State, who had a who had a uh, terrific year as well. Yeah, great shout out. Since we're talking about volleyball credits to Tennessee State, we'll have three HBCUs in the tournament. Tennessee State won the OBC uh, volleyball championship in fine fashion. I happened to watch it. It was Saturday night leading into those games. Uh, the MEAC, Delaware State getting their first championship in the out of the MEAC there for a while. Tennessee State hadn't won, I believe, since 2007, uh, something like that. It's been a while, obviously. But uh, they came in, fought back, had to go to a fifth set, and they got it done um, in in that tournament. Uh, Shout out for that. In terms of all tournament members associated with Tennessee State, there was three of them, Johanna Alcantara, uh, Kennedy Davis, and Gina Rivera-Ortez, who was the MVP of the tournament. They got it done. Uh, exciting match to watch. Shout out to Delaware State. 
uh, as we're on it in terms of um, coach getting it done there in so many ways. Uh, MEAC as they uh, defeated Coppin State to win the, the MEAC championship. So we'll get the bids uh, for the tournament in a while. Some of those outstanding performances uh, associated with the champions were Aladronda Maldonado out of Delaware State. Outstanding coach was Dr. Bruce Atkins getting it done. Uh, Sydney Lewis, uh, Aladronda Malinado, as I said, uh, she was on there, obviously, Valeria Otero uh, with some of the folks associated with the uh, all-conference teams that got it done, along with a couple of Cotton State players, Howard and Maryland. Brian, what news you had? Uh, I, I do want to add real quick. I, I want to let – I know Mike was very big on kills. Let me give Mike another stat or another terminology in volleyball to pay attention to. It's called sweep. Oh, so yeah. So when you – yeah, when you win three of when you win three zero, uh, it's called a sweep. You know, best of five, three zero. Florida A and M has becoming very, uh, very synonymous with the word sweep in swag volleyball, and that's what we did in all three of the matches in the tournament. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Bring out the broom. Sweep, sweep, sweep. That was the let me see, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth of the year. Congratulations to my lady Rattlers. Big fan over here. Big fan. So, um, all right. So, I'll, while we're talking about the swag. Well, before and, you do that, let me say this, Brian, because you, you're getting comfortable. Charles and Mike, you know you're comfortable when you start bringing out the broom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on. You know you feel like you're at home when you bring out the broom. So, welcome to the family. Yeah. No, welcome to your second I got, I got, uh, championship. I, I got one final term for you. Silence. It's, it's when you... When, <laughs> It's when, sir, when somebody mentions, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, Brian, what did you want to talk about? Hey, I know, I know Charles knows about that sweep. I know, I know he, he was being modest over there. They they out there doing the doggone thing on the football field. So I, I get it. I just had to throw that in there. Uh, so, yeah, well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Hey, I, I want to mention since moving back to the football field and we're talking about the SWAC, how about the SWAC weekly honors as their football season is still happening? It's not over just yet, although a lot of it was kind of sad watching the uh, coaches press conference. It was I felt like there should have been a violin playing in the background as some of those coaches we were talking to them for the last time and. I don't know if the last time this season or the last time last time. But anyway, uh, the, the SWAC named Alabama A&M, Xavier Langford, Jackson State's Justin. Uh, is it Rajan or did I say that? Rajan. 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 Okay. Justin Rajan. 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 Okay, Rajan. And Travis Hunter, along with Mississippi Valley State's Orlando Fernandez as the SWAC Football Players of the Week. Uh, Langford, the quarterback for Alabama A&M, Dual threat quarterback uh, connected on six of eight passes for 113 yards and a touchdown rushed for 76 yards and a pair of touchdowns on seven carries as he stole Texas Southern's chances of even creating the most great chaos that we all were rooting for. Snatched it, snatched it right from up under him with the 17, you know, helping AM erase a Brian, 17. Brian, do you, do you have to stress it like that? I mean, when you I'm say sorry. that a lot, you have I'm to put sorry. the, he stole. I mean, just say the facts. He They, okay. they beat him. You don't okay. have to say he stole. It's all already, right. the flags in Texas are still at half mass. You don't have to rub it in. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. All right. 
that's all good. I appreciate appreciate uh, the, the on the defensive side. Uh, Reagan uh, recorded five tackles, a career high three sacks, and a career high three and a half tackles for loss. In Jackson State's 24-13 win over Alcorn to complete the perfect regular season 11 and 0. Um, he contributed three of Jackson State's seven sacks as they held Alcorn to 251 total yards on four of 17 on third down. The specialist was Mr. Fernandez. He was perfect, connecting on field goals of 36 and 26. In addition, he contributed three successful PATs while also downing three of his five punts inside the 20-yard line. Look, look at unbelievable, man. Just guys getting it done. And then, of course, there's the young phenom, the freshman, Mr. Travis Hunter scored two touchdowns. I don't know. I don't know. He might have been the defensive player of the week. But anyway, you know, <laughs> the newcomer, Deke, newcomer of the week, scored two touchdowns, uh, one on defense for a pick six, contributed four tackles. That was a 44-yard pick six, had three breakups. Uh, that's a lot of work, Charles. I, I like how somebody asked the question. Uh, well, maybe it was Doc. Doc, did you ask the question about them all corn challenging Travis the way they did? I, yeah, that was I did. Great, I certainly I, did. That was a great question. I I don't know if too many people are going to do that anymore because that didn't work out too well for Alcorn. Um, as uh, he also caught two passes for 49 yards on a key fourth down or fourth quarter drive and scored from 19 yards out. So congrats to those uh, young men on their performance over the week. Yeah. Did you any of y'all see the catch, the actual yes. touchdown catch the 19 yards? No, I did not see it. I did not I see it. I saw it. The catch was crazy. Yeah. The catch was crazy. I, I, we'll have to see if we can get it on because it doesn't do it justice. I did yeah. it on Sunday to talk about it a little bit. But it hit, was hit. Yeah. a significant catch in terms of what that is. The other thing that we have in there, uh, Travis Hunter was named finalist for the Jerry Rice Award. As we're talking about awards, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, Trey Oliver, who um, may be playing for the Celebration Bowl champion. Both were nominated for the Eddie Robinson Award. Um, so big time awards getting out there quickly. Mike, I know you want to say something yeah. before we go to this break. Yeah, real quick on Travis Hunter. I saw it when it happened. And here's the thing. It was initially called out of bounds. He pops up immediately and goes to the ref and points where his drag foot stayed in bounds. And that really sparked the conversation from my perspective of overturning the call. Because if you look at it in fast speed, you're like, okay, there's no way he got in. He pops up. He knew he had, he got in. So And he pops up. He was the first player to pop up and say, look, here's where my right foot is, not my left. Here's where my right foot was still in bounds. He also had the number five and number eight uh, ESPN plays of the game uh, on Saturday night. If you look at college sports, oh, he had two. Up. I called the yeah. one. I, I didn't he, had two. Two. Oh. he had two. They showed his pick, pick six, and then they showed his catch. Man, it's nice. You know, it's not often you get two on the top plays yeah. and the right. Charles is smiling. He says, Man, I see this all the time in practice. Charles, <laughs> yeah. It's good to finally see him on the CS. Yeah. Yes. Uh, man, let's get into breaks for my head hurt all this Jackson State talk and stuff like this. Too much, too much. Fam, you too much, too much, too much, too much. Let's take this quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We're actually going to give you some more, fam. You, we'll do that in the second half of the show. We'll come back with the poll rankings. 
Not what a lot of this week, but we'll get into it. Some changes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about a little Coach Willie Simmons. <laughs> Fam, you not getting a bit to the playoffs. Some dialogue out there. We're going to give oh, yeah. you some perspective because I thought the comments by Coach Willie Simmons were uh, extremely wide on point. Uh, understand that if you get a chance after watching this and you want to go see some more, uh, you can go back um, and we'll share some information in terms of an earlier commentary he had where he even went in Harlem. With that, Stiglitz will be right back after this break uh, as we get into the second side and give you our poll rankings. Dr. Bills inside HBC Sports. That poll rank. Stiglitz, we will be right back after this quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From a national memorial for peace and justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Brian Fulford, A.D. Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot yeah. and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Carson, Charles Bishop, and Brian Fulford giving you some updates. Let's get to the poll rankings. It's time. As we get into the mid-majors, let's say not a lot of mix-up this week, but uh, let's do it as we continue to count down. This is week number 12. So we'll run through this quick, uh, get on the other side, because we have a little more dialogue we want to talk about and get these gentlemen's opinion on. Uh, but we're going to see what they think first of the poll rankings. Um, things stay the same for the most part uh, with teams, a couple of different losses, so we do want to recount of what takes place. Uh, still receiving votes of Lane Dragons, Savannah State, top 10. None other than uh, Langston uh, at six and four, they remain in the 10th spot. At number nine, you have Bowie State Bulldogs at six and four, five and three, coming out of the CIAA with 21 points. At number eight, Virginia State Trojans, also out of the CIAA, finished with a six and four season, five and three in the conference race. Dr. Henry Fraser, the third, first year at the Trojan, 
uh, ended in a winning season at number eight. At number seven, you have West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, seven and four, six and two on the season, 37 points. They stay at number seven this week, bringing us to number six to fill out the bottom five. It's Albany State Golden Rams, seven and three, five and two, with 49 points. They stay at number six. The top five are the same in terms of their rankings, to remind you what they were. At number five, you have the Tuskegee Golden Tigers, eight and three on the season, seven and one, as they came out of the West Division of the SIAC, 61 points there. At number four, you have Fort Valley State Wildcats, did not get that bid to uh, the Division II playoffs. And while you have the team out there, I want to say the name that was complaining about teams getting in, uh, there was a breakdown on the Brian and AD show that talked about Fort Valley State probably had a bigger argument if you really want to look at the numbers in a lot of ways. I thought that was impressive to see that type of work in terms of what Mike likes to call the data points. Uh, they end at number four. Bringing us to number three, Fayetteville State Broncos 9-3 and three on, the seven, on the season, 7-1 and one as they finished uh, uh, after losing in the Division II first round last week, 77 points. Bringing us to number two, Virginia Union Panthers that also had a tough road of things in the playoffs. Finished at 9-2, 7-1 on the season. Remaining at number two, dropped some points at 85. Number one, Benedict Tigers, 11-0, 8-0. Uh, Ten first place votes, 100 points. They are carrying the mantle for HBCUs at the Division Two as they had a opening round bye in the first round, but they played this week. We'll talk about that matchup in the third segment, but Benedict Tigers season is still continuing so we will play this out in terms of naming our mid-major. It looks like it's pretty uh, clear of who that will be, but for um, the process, we will not close out the season until they finish their run in the playoffs. With that being said, let me go to Mike um, uh, with uh, all that nice little vest he has on there. And, you know, uh, we're going to go ahead and let him share his thoughts on the poll rankings. And, you know, Doc, I'm not going to say too much about this, but I, I, I think there's not too much of a change here. Um, uh, I, I just would like to say that I'm about, I say about 30 minutes from Fort Valley State with my, you know, my wife's parents stay. And I just like to add, you could add some, some arguments for Fort Valley, you know, getting a bid into the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. That didn't happen. But I really don't have any, any uh, qualms with, with this particular poll. Now we'll wait till we get to the majors, but with this particular poll, I think you hit it. You you hit the nail on the head. Mm. He just making it clear before we get there. I have some problems mm. with the next one. But that means, <laughs> Charles, what are your thoughts on the mid majors? I think this is a very accurate poll. Uh, what jumps out at me though, Doctor Bill, is um, uh, a bit of a change, the changing of the guard. Uh, for the last two or three seasons, we've seen Bowie State up there at the very top, uh, as well as Langston. And to uh, see things kind of uh, transpose, if you will, now we have Benedict that's up there at the top. Uh, tremendous season, undefeated season for the Benedict Tigers and Virginia Union. Uh, great season as well. And, and Tuskegee, uh, they came out of nowhere, and they uh, reestablished themselves back in the uh, upper echelon, if you will, of the Division II ranks. So uh, kudos to all of those teams that have um, kind of Gotten back in the football business, as you like to say. Man, excellent points you make there in terms of changing of the guard uh, this year. Um, right on point. Let me go to Brian and his thoughts to share on the poll rankings. You know, we brought him in, so I just 
want him to be aware to be considerate uh, if he, you know, likes the fact that he's on the show. Just kidding. Tell us how you really feel. It's, it's all good. I'm assuming uh, Mike is not a voter. So, uh, but I, I will say this: that uh, what, what's interesting about two and three. Assumption is correct. Okay, uh, for two and three, uh, number three. Even though they, Fayetteville State is the CIAA champion, head to head against Virginia Union, Virginia Union won. So, for anybody who will say, "Oh, well, why isn't Fayetteville State, you know, two? Well, look, head to head. Union means. one now means something, means something on on the head to head streets. So, um, you know, congratulations to all those teams. Uh, disappointed we won't see our our Union Benedict dream matchup, but uh, uh, it, it's all good. We'll we'll still uh, root on the Benedict Tigers this upcoming week and hopefully uh, over the next couple of weeks. No doubt, great points. Uh, you're welcome to come back on the show anytime as you. I did a great job there, Brian. Just, just want to say that. Let's get into the major divisions where it sounds like Mike is already concerned with some things. We'll, we'll see what is uh, tweaking him a little bit. Let's get into the top ten of the major division, starting out with those teams receiving votes as Delaware State Hornets. Um, dropping out is also Delaware State Hornets as they dropped out of this week with a tough loss. Um, a lot of ups and downs to see when Delaware State, obviously the death of the coach is something that is really challenging in terms of that multiple injuries and things of that nature. So it's tough to see uh, that they weren't able, even though they followed away and had a chance until that last game uh, to get out of there. Campbell played four HBCUs. They split uh, mm -hmm. uh, to let it all be said. They went two and two uh, during that reign. Uh, of the HBCUs uh, in terms of the season to uh, say to what they is. So interesting there. Let's get into the top 10. And number 10, you have Howard Bison uh, with their victory and a share of the MEAC finished the season at five and six, but they get a share as they go four and one in the MEAC, uh, 20 points and will not run, uh, really beat up on Morgan State. Uh, Morgan State Bears scored late in that game, so essentially a shutout for most of the game. Uh, so credit to the Bison getting it done. At number nine, Alcorn State Braves, five and six, four and four, uh, 22 uh, points in the poll ranking as they stay at number nine. Bringing us to Texas Southern, Tigers, the five and six, four and four, 28 points, had a chance at a, wide, a winning season, much like Alcorn, uh, as Alcorn was facing a rival number one team in the poll ranking at that time, uh, but could not get it done. Texas Southern let a 21-point fourth quarter get away as mm. well as what – and Everly would have been a chance to play for a championship against uh, the Alcorn team faced Jackson State. Just amazing how that all went down. Bringing us to number seven for NBA&M. They lost the Valley on the road as they were fighting to see if they could take on the previous ranked number one team of last week, Jackson State. Nobody seems to want it. They do finish the season with a winning record, six and five, five and three, uh, particularly if they do not see what goes on with number six. Southern, as we finish out the bottom five, look at all those teams in the top 10 from the West Division. So it is interesting to see how folks were poked in fun at the West, but in terms of the depth and how they played, in terms of top 10 status, you can see just how deep that conference was with talents there, uh, not to be with anybody being able to kind of stand out and have their way. They're at six and four, four and three. They had a big game this week. Bayou Classic will send them to the championship game if they win it. 
If not, they'll allow number seven uh, to back into the championship and see what they can do. They move up a spot as Prairie View moves down two spots. That finished out the bottom five. Let's get in the top five. And number five, North Carolina A&T State Aggies, seven and four, uh, four and one, um, as they play in this year, closing out the Big South. They had a chance at a championship not to be a follow spot at 65 points. Bringing us to number four, Alabama State Hornets were off last week. They play in the Turkey Day on Thanksgiving, obviously, six and four and four and three. Talking about a team that is waiting to see what can get done. Oddly, this is a team that beat Texas Southern, lost to Prairie View in terms of those matchups that continue to get done, and defeated Howard Bison. All these teams, uh, uh, other than Prairie View, are looking at 500 records, and part of the reason they don't get there is Alabama State early in the season. And for Howard to kick things off, you go all the way back to their first game, chance for uh, Alabama State to solidify their top five spots as just how tough the Eastern Division is when you think of things. Bring us to number two, North Carolina Central. The Eagles are 9-2, 4-1, 97 points. Close out things with the comeback victory, winning on the field goal. They move up a spot from number uh, three this week to number two, jumping over FAMU. FAMU did defeat their rival. Um, and obviously was held out the playoffs, but finished at number three in the poll rank. Number one, Jack State Tigers, 11-0, 7-0, as they can get it done. Actually, it should be um, 8-0 in terms of conference play. 12 first-place votes, 120 points, getting done in the poll rankings. You see what goes on in the poll rankings. Let me start with Charles this time. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the top 10 poll rankings? Uh, pretty accurate. Uh, I yeah, I will say this, Coach Eddie Robinson, uh, heck of a job this season. You get an opportunity to burnish your resume on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, to bring Alabama State uh, within that top five, that is a major accomplishment, and uh, they're going to be a tough, tough team moving forward. Uh, I had some time, I guess, to kind of digest, you know, this weekend, and I'm just was trying to think who had the tougher loss, you know, with purview with everything that was on the line against Valley or Texas Southern losing that 21 point lead in the fourth quarter. You know, that, that is uh, a, a tough thing to really digest. Really I'm not sure if you will ever find an answer there. It might be who you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> tell you, but yeah. You're right. They were so different in terms of how you came into it and the way they are. Um, you can make an argument for either one of them being very extremely tough. Great question. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, would that but, be? Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was I'm saying sorry, that's, that's kind of. Uh, I thought the poll was pretty accurate, uh, and you just kind of take a look at uh, some of the teams. Uh, like I said, Alabama State just tremendous job, and you get an opportunity to kind of uh, distance yourself a little bit from North Carolina A&T um, if you get this win on Thursday. Yes, yes, very good point, Mike. What are your thoughts in the poll ranking? You came in saying you had some concerns, Jackson State, for the eleventh consecutive week. They did not have it that first week with South Carolina State coming in to the season based on a lot of ways what they had coming back um, and uh, closing out in the Celebration Bowl. They lost that first weekend. Jackson State snagged the first-place votes. Um, didn't have all of them at that time, but have won consecutively now getting unanimous votes in it. Mike, what are your thoughts? Um. Well, first, the, the teams and the, the top four or five all have a chance at a championship or have, play, or have played for one in North Carolina. 
uh, A&T. You have, I, I know Alabama State's had a great year, but they have a head-to-head -head loss against Prairie View. What justifies them, and, and Prairie View, like it or love it, despite how the mm. chips may fall, still has a chance to make it to the championship. And uh, so I, I, I question having Alabama State above them. Southern as well. Um, they beat they beat uh, Prairie View quite convincingly. Yeah, Alabama State is ahead of Southern. Southern has a chance to also play for the championship. You know, one of the considerations is once you get to the end of the season, those teams should be the team that either are vying for or are in the championship game. All right. I, and I'm looking at head to head as, as well and common opponents. So that's mm -hmm. the concern I have. Yeah, to, to take nothing away from Alabama State, tremendous season, but they're number third in this just the East. So, right. But I, I, I want to get Charles to do, I'm give Charles a homework assignment, or you can do it, Mike, since you had the question. What is the East record versus the West? We saw yes. how the East dominated the West. Early on, I think the yep. West held their own, but I think of late, the East have made a late run. Um, so I think that's something. In the end, I do like the head-to-head -head matchups, but it's also about the timing of the year. You know, Prairie View's lost two of their last three games. Where do you put that in the mix, particularly when they have five losses to Alabama State four? If I'm left beats up on Alabama State, I think you might get an argument because I'm sure Alabama State is going to fall pretty far with such a loss to a team that comes in 0-7 in terms of the conference race, just two wins. Um, you might get a mark there. But what if they finish and get the win, they finish at 7-4? You're still going to want to put Prairie View over Alabama State finishing at 6-5? and five? It depends. Depends. <laughs> I, it depends. There's a lot of uh, depends. Oh, Brian, Brian, get a shot. Well, because you, because here's the thing: you're throwing in things like time of the year. Well, if you're gonna throw in that factor, we can think we can talk about stuff like quality wins, quality losses. So, uh, so I, I think. What is Prairie View's quality? Well, I agree with that. What is Prairie View's quality? Uh, we, we're not talking about Prairie View. I mean, that, that's. <laughs> oh, I was I was waiting on that answer. I was I was like, yeah. What, what is Prairie View's quality win? Hmm. Yeah. So, so, so oh, I want to ask. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to ask. What's, what's okay? What's Alabama State's quality win? Howard. Howard. This top ten win. Yeah. I top guess. ten and and who the uh, Howard's not okay. All right, we we won't go. We we talking. We still talking Howard. We still talking Howard. I guess you go Texas Southern, but Brian, go ahead. Oh, Mike, we talking Valley, Valley. Yeah, that Valley. That's all people gonna be talking about. All right, but you can say Alabama State also be Texas Southern. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Okay. I think it'll all correct itself out because I think as as. You've eloquently stated Southern or Prairie View, whoever comes out of uh, this upcoming week, especially if Southern beats Grambling, <laughs> I would imagine Southern jumping up to four, yeah. you know, and, and then it'll be kind of, it'll correct itself. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think everything looks, looks, you know, it's great. It's good to see Howard in the top 10, you know, winning the, Win the MIAC championship. I'm still scratching. I think I am still. Co, 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 MIAC. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Co, co, MIAC <laughs> champions. Yeah. 
yes. Um, so congratulations to Howard. I'm still scratching my head over the the Swack West chaos. I, I I'm still I I you history buffs. Somebody said, when's the last time you saw a weekend like that? I heard people mention 2013. I don't know. Maybe there needs to be, I think there needs to be a 30 for 30. We need like an hour documentary on what happened, you know, because I, and then put some historical context on it. But I guess we just need to see how the Bayou plays out. You know, I, I, I you know, so it'll be interesting, but. Uh, anything I, can happen. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. Anything. Anything can happen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, anything can happen. Yeah. You never know um, in it west. It's just it, it will go down to a point. Great thirty to thirty. We do need to let it play out so you can tell all parts of the puzzle. But it's going to be fascinating. The only way that that this would have a final spin on it, and Charles, put your hands over your ears, is if you get an upset in the SWAC championship game. Other than that, it's going to be a foothold in the story of no, how man. the West was not one is it would be the name of the documentary even though somebody gonna win it don't tell how it wasn't one particularly oh, how the West was gets, lost. There, gets into the championship game and gets beat up by jackson state i mean what you gonna celebrate in terms of coming out of the west the way it was ugly uh to go yeah. and get beat up by jackson state if that's the case with that being said let's get into our second break a great dialogue and discussion even with mike uh, picking up the pole. I, I thought he usually comes hard, but this time his data points. I need to go tell him to check out the <laughs> CPUs because I, I don't. I'm not sure about this. One. Usually he comes a little stronger than that. We're gonna give him a break. He's gonna <laughs> over there. We'll be right back after this break. We'll get into some more dialogue. We got a mid-major matchup. Before you do that, we're gonna play some sound bites and get these guys thoughts about it. Then we'll sneak in the playoff information, and then the uh, fourth segment we'll get into the major division. Those two games. We kind of snuck out based on what's in the top 10. We'll tell you about that, how we think the West may be won. Uh, ultimately, we'll get into a little bit of that discussion. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this second break. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Caville of Dr. Caville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. 
from novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love laugh and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. But again, just uh, happy for the guys. Appreciate those opening comments. Coach Simmons, first question goes to Dr. Cabill. This is Kenyatta with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Congratulations on the season. I was uh, much like yourself, disappointed in terms of not being able to get the at-large bid to the playoffs. Uh, but I saw a video where you spoke to your fans, particularly speaking about uh, the great season, thanking them for their support, obviously. Uh, but the fact that you would make some moves or whatever to make sure that this doesn't happen again, I think that was a little bit about scheduling. Can you expound on that? And in that, um, can you is there a framework in terms of the classic with Jackson State and FAMU? Will that game stay on that date in terms of Labor Day, or is there a discussion to move it? Uh, well, one, the, the, the message to our fans was more about just thanking them. Uh, for our, for their support and um, you know me saying that, that this won't happen again it really didn't speak to our scheduling methods uh, it spoke to you know us as a program doing what needs to be done to ensure that we control our own destiny and that's what the vision is here at Florida A&M and so um, you know as far as the scheduling goes a lot of that stuff is, is done years in advance and so we have a scheduling philosophy here um, don't know if we're at in a position to change that um, as of today on the, in the near future. Um, you know, we just got to control what we can control. And so as far as the Orange Blossom Classic, uh, it's a game that we enjoy being a part of. Um, there have been some discussions. Um, there's one more year on the contract, I think, with, with Jackson State obligated to it. And then after that, we'll assess uh, who the opponent will be moving forward. You know, we want to keep the game. We want it to stay in the SWAC, uh, but maybe look at some ways to where it's not uh, where it doesn't have conference ramifications uh, that early in the season. So, um, you know, but again, we'll definitely assess those things once the new AD Tiffany Don Sites gets in and we're able to talk about the long-term vision for our program. Brian, and I'm going to come to you, Charles, with a little bit about this. Uh, you know, the Orange Blossom class, I want to ask you a little bit about that. Uh, would you like to see the game move later in the year, maybe in November? I think there's some talks about that. Uh, and the second part of that, who would you like to see in the Orange Blossom Classic if Jackson State is not in it? Uh, well, yes, I, I do not want to play Jackson State in uh, September. Uh, the second part of that question, uh, when if we do play them in November, I want to make sure it's not on homecoming weekend, although it's hard to win a game at Bragg on homecoming. I specifically want to make sure we don't schedule Jackson State on homecoming. They seem to be take offense to that kind of thing. So we don't want to give any more uh, wood, no more wood to the fireplace. Uh, uh, but that's going to be a big game. That's Dion, Coach Prime, excuse me, his return to Tallahassee. That game must be at Bragg. Can't say any clearer than that. 
Pro Coach Prime's return to, to Tallahassee has to be at Bragg Stadium. Uh, and, and then who I think, you know, I, it originally, you know, what's funny is they they, they originally scheduled Albany State uh, in the it, right before the COVID year happened. So that's who the first team was that was scheduled to come to the Florida Classic. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if a team like North Carolina A&T would travel. Would Tennessee State travel? I think those are good fan bases, um, you know, given given the absence of HBCU games over the course of the year for A&T, would that excite them? I, I think, I don't know if South Carolina State would be a great fit. I think it, they'd be a little closer to somewhere like Jacksonville. Mm. Uh, but but that's that's my, my thought on two teams. Uh, I always wondered about the Albany State matchup in the get-go, so... Yeah, I would go either Tennessee State or a uh, North Carolina a and mm. personally. Yeah, great point. Charles, are you the type of person like the idea of opening up the season against FAMU in Miami, or, or would you like to see it uh, November yourself? No, I, I like to see it in November myself. I mean, when you open up a conference opponent, uh, uh, everything is on the line, uh, especially a Swack East opponent there. So, I mean, they, you have to get it done that first game. Uh, personally speaking, I, I, I wouldn't mind November. Love going to Bragg. Uh, it's been fun. Tony Hughes wanted Bragg. So, you know, I, you know, don't mind going down to Bragg whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. You, you, you that that hurts. That hurts. That, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I see that. Well, like you said, there's another year on the contract, so maybe in 2024 we'll see some changes. With that being said, let's get in it uh, and get to the second part of the conversation here before we move the show along a little bit. Let's see if we can play that part. Coach, on Saturday it looked like I was covering a playoff team. Uh, to not advance to the playoffs – Talk about the loss that is uh, for the greater pitcher, for everyone else out there not to see FAMU play football. Well, I think it's a slap in the face uh, to all HBCUs, right, that we uh, we're all worthy team. We're, as of today, the 20th ranked team in the coaches poll. So guys that coach football, that watch football, that, that vote on our teams feel that there are 19 teams in the country that have a stronger resume than we do. Um, but the powers that be um, felt otherwise. And there's some teams that got in that were ranked higher than. There are a lot of teams that got in that we, that we have a lot more wins than. So um, I think it's a slap in the face to all of us at this level, uh, at the HBCU level. And, and, you know, hopefully that it resonates throughout our community and that we, you know, speak up like we always have about injustice to our people. Have a blessed day, Coach. Thank you, Jim. James. Next question goes to Kendrick Marshall. Yeah, Coach, um, you mentioned how disappointed you were not to make the playoff. Was, um, is there anything that you would possibly be able to suggest changing about the way in which teams for the playoffs are determined and, and kind of like how they are, are weighed against each other? Uh, well, again, it, it's, it's voted on by a selection committee. And so I think that's a question for the committee. Um, do they feel that it's okay to deny a, a nine-win team with eight FCS wins and a loss to an undefeated top five team and another loss to a, a power five team that'll play for a conference championship. You know, if they feel that that resume isn't strong enough to, to get into the playoffs, um, then I think that's a larger discussion. So it's not really on us to change it. We've done what we needed to do. 
Um, so, you know, people talking about changing our scheduling or, you know, changing the Orange Blossom Classic and all those things. Well, that would mean that we're the problem, right? We're not the problem. We won nine games. We did what we needed to do on the football field. I think the problem is the, the way the, the committees uh, vets teams and what they, what they consider to be strong points and what they consider to be weak points. And I've always thought that what you do at the end of the season has merit. And the, 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 the fact that there are two teams in the field that both have four conference losses and both have lost half of their last ball games, um, I, I think that's problematic. I know it's not lost on you, Coach, that um, this happened to you when you were coaching at Prairie View. You thought you had a team that was good enough to make the playoffs and didn't make it. Um, knowing that and you saying that you felt like this was an injustice, do you honestly believe that the FCS Lester Committee or the, or the NCAA as a whole does not respect HBCU football? Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that they don't respect it. I'm just going to point to the facts. The facts are that in 2015, um, we had a football team that had eight official wins. They took one win away from us. Um, they had the nation's top scoring offense. They had one of the nation's most dynamic players uh, who got left out of the field. And then you fast forward you know, to 2019, a South Carolina State team that lost a game to FAMU, who finished the season ranked in the top 25 in North Carolina A&T who finished the season ranked in the top 25, and to Clemson, who played for a national title, they didn't get in either with eight FCS wins. And then you look at family this year with nine, with eight FCS wins as well, um, a loss to a top five Jackson State team, and a loss to a North Carolina team that will play in the ACC championship. And those were the first two games of the season to not get in. Um, again, I, I see a pattern, right? And so, you know, I'm just a fact final. I got it points out facts. Those are the facts. And so whatever... We deduce from those facts. Uh, that's 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 subjective, but um, I, I do think that there's something wrong with the system if, if those three teams aren't worthy of, of playing in the 2014 playoff field. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Jeff. Hi, hey, Coach Simmons, Jeff Lighty Jr. How are you? Hey, Jeff. How's it going? I'm good. So I just want to ask you. I'm just curious on how you think. Do you believe? that the fact that the MEAC champion, the SWAG champion going to the Celebration Bowl may hurt the conference's chances of a team that doesn't make the Celebration Bowl getting into the FCS playoffs? I know it benefits the Celebration Bowl, benefits the conferences, but do you think a team like yours is hurt because the SWAG and the MEAC opt to go to something else besides the playoff? Are we eligible to go? Yeah, you are. That's <laughs> all it needs to be said. We're eligible to go. So if it hurts us, then that's a personal decision because we're eligible to go. The Ivies aren't eligible. So there's some Ivy League teams that are undefeated or 10 and 1, 9 and 0, 9 and whatever. They're not eligible to go because their conference decided they're not going to go to the playoffs. The MIAC of the SWAC has never said their teams will not go to the playoffs. We've said our conference champions won't go to the playoffs. But any other team is eligible as members of the FCS, and we still have that, that agreement. So if it hurts us, it's not our decision. It's not, it's not us that hurts us. We still can go. We're eligible. Absolutely. And just this is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. Let's take this break. On the other side, we'll get their thoughts. We'll get in the fourth quarter. Thought it was important to make sure you all that hadn't heard that you probably had heard tidbits or you've heard people um, speak towards it, uh, have their own comments. But I thought it was important to give you some context for those that may not have that. With that being said, let's go back. We'll be right back out of this last break and get some comments from what was said before we close out the show. Shopping for insurance can be time consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, 
make things simple, and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands? The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury and personality an elegant extension of any celebration occasion it's the perfect escape and meeting place a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion have slow burn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will inside HBC Sports Labs. I wanna get those comments. I'ma start with Charles, cause if you uh, had more time, we'd play the remaining the segment Charles got a question in there um, that was really good talking about that he agreed with his statements and how powerful they were. He said that on record. Uh, and then he asked the follow up question and Willie Simmons showed also his lighter side and came back and made sure everybody knew that his first target uh, was to find a way to get past Jackson uh, whenever they play him in terms of that big juggernaut he got up there. So he also uh, put out there his major goal is that he wants, um, which really opened up the question that I had of really where his focus was, not so much in terms of schedule, the fact that he wanted to make sure that he left no doubt in terms of his team being number one coming out of the East. Um, um, if things don't change where you get the top two teams playing, then that means coming out of the championship, which would be interesting to me uh, if things change up, that he would win the first matchup against Jackson State, and then you find out, uh, that you take the top two teams and it'd be it's Jackson State. Jackson State comes to Tallahassee, uh, regardless at the end of the team in the championship game, and somehow Jackson State gets it done. Charles smiles, Brian doesn't. But before we get into all that, let's talk about what was said in terms of those emotions. Starting with you, Charles, what are your thoughts? Nothing he said was wrong. And I, I, I wanted to make sure that uh, I told him that. Uh, I was dumbfounded. Uh, there's no way you can convince me that four, seven, and four teams were better than this nine and two Florida AM team. In fact, out of those four teams that are seven and four, uh, Delaware lost three of his last four. 
Montana lost three of its last five. I, I, I don't understand it. You have a nine and two team that is uh, other than Jackson State that is the hottest team uh, in FCS going down the stretch. Uh, it just makes absolutely no sense. And I think he was correct uh, in, in making sure that he said that it was a pattern. It is a pattern. However, all the uh, all, everybody wants to devalue uh, who Florida A&M has played. You can stop. He is saying it is a pattern uh, that the FCS selection committee, uh, what they're doing to HBCU schools. So I'm so glad that he put that on the record. And uh, I'll go to bat Florida A&M with regards to them making it to the playoffs. And then what was nice to close it on, I pass it to Mike and then let Brian pretty much have the final word. Um, he he also closed that with Coach Prime. He did a segment, and before he got off, he wanted to make sure that he made it clear that he agreed with Coach Willie Simmons, um, and he echoed how he put it down in terms of his comments, but also in terms of the history and his data points, as Mike likes to say, in terms of support, uh, what Charles just said in very straightforward language. With that being said, Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just just what he said, I I think it resonated with me because we won't let's let's throw the seven and four teams aside. You know how a nine and two team cannot get selected, and you have two seven and four as CB put it. I I was doing the research as I was on the plane, and yeah, they lost three three of their last four, three of their last five. That's this year. You put it in historical context. He gave several examples where this is systemic, really, against HBCUs. And he provided solid data points to back those up. This is a systemic problem. And my, my question, and it's a rhetorical one, is how do we elevate this, this issue? Um, because he, he put it in articulate terms, but how do we elevate this? Because it's a committee that makes this selection. And there's clear unconscious bias. In this, if not the data points are supported. You'd be blessing yeah. if you're saying unconscious. Yeah, it, yeah. maybe conscious. Yeah, Con conscious, yeah, you're right. No. There's conscious and unconscious bias in this. We talk about that in corporate America all the time. And it's unconscious. This is conscious and unconscious. This is a double whammy um, where you can have this. He gave several examples. And I'm just wondering, how do you elevate this issue so where somebody can come in and say, hey, Here's a coach who's provided the data point, the history, the context, and and let's do something about it. That's where I'm saying let's you know let's not just leave it here. Let's elevate this. Someone should should come in and say and support it and back it. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm upset as well, and I truly I support it from the get go. I just knew in my heart of hearts that FAMU was going to be selected uh, for the playoffs just without question, unequivocally. They play. They they finished so. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Great points. And what's frustrating to me is because of the history and the data points, I was the opposite, Mike. I knew they should have been selected, but I knew they weren't going to be selected, yeah. which is even worse when you know um, how the committee does uh, historic, as you said, bias, which is being nice. Uh, Brian, final thoughts here. What do you have to say? My final thought is that I think it would be a shame if Coach Simmons's words – are not backed up by somebody of power significance uh, in an administrative level above him. 
And, and I'm going to even go from the athletic director or interim athletic director of Florida A&M or the future athletic director of Florida A&M, the uh, president of the university, the, the head of the board of regents, the mayor of Tallahassee. I understand it's challenging for even the commissioner because it's challenging for the commissioner of the conference because your focus at this point in the season should be towards your championship game and your celebration bowl. Even though you have this tremendous travesty and this systemic issue that has been and I'm sure Dr. McClellan will address it after the football season and and that's just I, I mean I get that I understand that but I would hate for coach Simmons's words not to be backed up I mean hey it's great having coach prime back your words up but I've seen other conferences in the past 48 hours issue letters yeah see for some reason people people take that as as God's as gospel Right. So I, I want to see it in written form by somebody from an administrative level, put it in writing, just like they did on the Division two level and in the FCS level from other schools who had issues. Right. Who had issues with the process or processes. And I, I just hope that happens. Um, and you know, I know I, I heard Coach Simmons say that he will address it in the uh, FACA coaches meeting because it is something that fcs coaches need to address they need to all they need to know what the criteria is so that as administrators you know what to schedule you know how to schedule and as teams you know you want to know what what do we have to do to play what do we have to do to get into the playoffs that's what is i hate to use the word fair but that's what's equal. That that would create an equal playing field if you know what the criteria is. Right now, FAMU, the SWAC, uh, even the MEAC, should it be should a school fall into this? We don't know what the criteria is, and so we're playing on an uneven playing field. Well said. Well said. Um, obviously, the game between Alabama State and Pine Bluff will be played before we air on Thursday. So quickly. Uh, I know this is probably straightforward, but I do want to get your, each of your thoughts in terms of uh, those matchups or at least who you have coming out of it. Starting with you, Charles, Turkey Day class. Yeah, Alabama State should be able to pull that out. Right. I'm sorry, you went, you went to me. Yeah, uh, gobble, gobble, gobble. Tur uh, you know, uh, lion, 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 turkey, ducking. That, that's what you got on the plate in Alabama State. No doubt, no doubt. Mike? Oh, I, you got Alabama State rolling, baby. No doubt. Good way. Good way to close it out. On Thursday, we'll give you a heptin' of uh, Benedict uh, in the playoffs, give you prepare for that, as well as the Bayou Class, and give you some more framework that. We'll have some guests in. Looking at see if we can even bring in a little Grambling and Southern flavor to make sure that we can really spark it off right. So stick with us for Thursday as you eat your turkey. Sit back before you fall asleep. Make sure you're prepared to turn us on. We'll give you a little special edition uh, on Thursday evening uh, to make sure you're prepared for your Saturday. And we'll come back and close things off by Sunday. We'll know who Texas State will play for a swag championship game. It has to come to an end. We'll finally get an answer and find out who they're going to show up. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, uh, uh, our colleague, Brian Fulford, joins us 
And again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday, right here at 6 o'clock. Stick with us because we'll be back on Thanksgiving for a special edition. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube, Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big, continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon, Charles. Of course. Mike? Lecture. <laughs> Ryan? Dismiss, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy, boy I love it, love it yeah. I love it, love it yeah. I love my HBCU And man yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. man. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab To see if my team won a lot If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth But if they won, keep tired uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir.